Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of Tudo Português, Everything Portuguese, which is a new show from Palkus on our Palkus podcast channel. My name is Angela Simoz, and I'm super happy to be here with Diogo Martins, who is with Saudade Theater. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I had never heard of it, so I'm really excited to learn. So welcome, Diogo. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Diogo, tell us, what is Saudade Theater? So Salat Theater is, as far as we know, it certainly is the first. I, we don't know if it's at this point in time the only Portuguese or, or, or theater company devoted to producing works rooted in the Portuguese-American consciousness. So we started the company, Philippe started the company, I want to say, Philippe Alcosta, who is the founder and uh, co-artistic director, started the company, I want to say, like about 10 years ago. Give or take, okay. uh, El Comanchero, The Path to the Kingdom of Heaven was our fifth fully produced show. It was the first piece that we developed entirely within the company. It was written by us and, and produced by us and acted by us. So, so yeah, we just mm-hmm. ran the show. We closed uh, May 1st. What was the, I mean, I think it's a great idea, right? And, and I think you might be right that it's the only theater company of, of its kind focusing yeah. on uh, productions inspired by the diaspora. So what made you start it or, or the founder? Well, what, what kind of, what, the, what was the impetus to get it going? So, you know, we were actors and uh, some of us directors, and, but we, Philippe and I were Portuguese immigrant actors living in the United States. We all are acting education uh happened here we got our mfas here and we met met we were put in touch by a teacher at one point and we, we met and we, we we kept in touch and uh, he moved to when he moved to new york i was living i was going to grad school in new york and you know we're, we're doing all these american plays and, and and being exposed to a lot of um american theater and all you know also European theater, we noticed that going to the specialized drama bookstores, you cannot find a play by a uh, Portuguese author. And that sort of propelled us to, to do something about that. And, and, and uh, we felt like for, for a culture that has such, such a big diaspora in this country and, 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 that has such a cultural weight and you know the fabric of, of, of this country to not have its theater represented, we felt like we should do something about it because it's something that we're obviously naturally passionate passionate about. Um, and it was a way also to matar saudades, you know, to to stay, sure. uh, stay connected with, with, with the motherland. Mm-hmm. I love that. One thing that my friend and co-director of Palkus, Denise Borges, always says, and it's like perfect. He, you know, meet somebody that's proud to be Portuguese and he says, that's great. What are you going to do about it? And so you guys clearly saw an opportunity to do something about it because there was a void, right? Um, so talk yeah, a little bit. Trendy now, but it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't trendy. trendy 10 years ago. Yeah, you're right. You Get the is that in Spain common every now and again? Oh, so yes, yes. Or is that in, in South America? You get that every now and again too. So now, now that doesn't happen anymore. Right. It's the, it's a very very in for sure. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this past production. What was it about? And then if you could also 
uh, you can say a little bit about what the past, like other productions, I mean, you've been sure. around for 10 years. So what are some of the themes you've I mean, talked yeah. about? But I guess from the beginning, uh, uh, that we started partnership with a really well-known acclaimed Portuguese playwright, Mikael Oliveira, who, you know, is now a great friend of ours, a great friend of Salad. And the first play that we produced was a, a piece by him called The Constitution that we ended up putting up in New York and then in L.A. And then we did, right after that, I think, I believe we did My Favorite Suicide, which, which Mikael wrote specifically for us. And that was produced in L.A. And this was our, this El Comanchero, the path to the kingdom of heaven, marked our, our return to, to New York. We're in residency at, at the Crane in the East Village. And uh, throughout the pandemic, we started wrestling with the idea of, of, of writing a piece rooted in, in, in memory, in our, in our shared experiences or dramatized shared experiences as immigrants and immigrant artists in the United States. So Philippe, me, and, and uh, Pedro Marnotto, who also directed the play, wrote the piece over the course of, we started developing it in 2020, I want to say, and via Zoom, we would meet, you know, throughout the pandemic. That was one of the good things of, of, of being in quarantine, was the, the time that, that we had to work on, on, on projects such as this. And, and, um, and yeah, so we were- a pretty fast turnaround, right? To have the- the idea in 2020 and then it's already complete, right? Yeah. Pretty fast. Then, yeah. Yeah. It moved. I mean, it, it didn't feel fast, but, but it, it ends up happening pretty fast. And we started rehearsals in, in January, kind of like working around everybody's schedules and then more intensive rehearsals in March. And then, you know, we, we opened April 15th and we closed May 1st. Yeah. And, and you said it was, something around the COVID pandemic. Yeah. So what was the theme? So we had this idea. We wanted to write a, a backstage play, meaning a, a piece where the action on stage is the two actors getting ready to go on stage. And um, that idea just, just, just uh, was something that really interested us. And so we decided to do the, Two actors getting ready, two Portuguese actors getting ready to go on stage to perform Alone Day's Journey in Tonight. And as, they, and as they're getting ready to go on stage and we're warming up and you kind of like also see the process of the actor getting ready and all that, things kind of like spiral out of control and their, their past as immigrant actors in the United States starts to surface and, 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 and a lot of, uh, how can I put it? madness ensues so to speak but and you know we deal with a lot of of dramatized stories obviously you know inspired by events that happened in our lives but not necessarily mm -hmm. that literally happened in our lives you know i feel like we, we we sometimes we need to give our family members some disclaimers like listen we're talking about the father but it's not necessarily you okay right right <laughs> uh, not about you okay this is all this is all uh, make believe But, um, so yeah, so that, so that was essentially the piece and Philippe and I are these two actors, these liminal beings on stage getting ready to, to perform this play and, and their past sort of takes them away from the job at hand for okay. an hour. So is it kind of like a drama comedy? Like, I how would you 
Oh, I guess you could say so. There are some uh, surrealistic elements too. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely in the dimension of, of, of dream and in certain. Mm-hmm. But and is it in Portuguese or in English or in both? We wrote it in Portuguese, but we perform it. We translated it to English, and then we performed it in in English. And I mean, we 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 would love to perform it in in Portuguese. I think the, the play is actually better in Portuguese. I think. <laughs> and so you said that you just concluded the run, but yeah. You know, so if if people listening to this podcast want to, is are you going to be running it again? Is there an opportunity to run it again? How can people so, participate and and see? Yeah, yeah, our our goal right now is to devise a plan for what could lie ahead for El Comanchero. We were applying for festivals that interest us. We are talking to some theaters in Portugal, uh, hoping to uh, bring the piece there. But we would also love to to bring this to communities uh, within the United States, whoever would, love, would like to host us, we're more than open to, to come and share the, the piece with them. Because I think it's something like, we, that was something that we really noticed, not only with Portuguese or, 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 or um, Portuguese-American people that came to see the show, like Sons of Immigrants, but other uh, like Sons of Immigrants that came to see the show, it, it, it resonated a lot with them because it's, it's the exploration of, 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 of that, you know, curse in a way of, of, of you're always, you're only well where you are not. And you're always talking about home and you're here talking about me, you're missing home and you're there, you're missing mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. here. And it's, it's in between two worlds, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. This restlessness, I think that's, that's always present with, with the immigrant and, and, and the journey of, of, of leaving home and, and who you leave behind and, and, Mm-hmm. And things that happen when you're away. And I think that really resonated with with especially, you know, immigrants or, or, or sons and daughters of immigrants. So, yeah, I was curious about what the reaction from the Portuguese community specifically was. So what kind of feedback did you get from folks who saw the show? So we try we try to reach out to as many everybody in the Portuguese community that, that, that we know and, and and, you know, consulate and, and all these organizations and. Unfortunately, not a lot of them showed up. Oh, that's a disappointing to hear. But um, but we did have a number of Portuguese and Portuguese American mm-hmm. people do the show, and and mm-hmm. uh, and I really think it, it did. <laughs> there was one gentleman who was left the the, the theater crying. So I, I think. Oh it had, wow! I think it had. I think it had an impact. You know. I wonder, you know, I've got to wonder if if some of the non-attendance was due to COVID, but uh, even yeah. so, it would be nice to see more, I guess, collective support of the, the initiative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think COVID was definitely um, an element of, of, of this. It was, it was tough to bring people or tougher than it usually is to bring people to the theater mm-hmm. uh, post COVID. But we still we, we still had a, a pretty good attendance and, and, mm-hmm. and we had really wonderful hack nights and we we've had we have had uh in previous shows you know a lot of console and a lot of people coming coming to support us but sadly this time uh not as much but you know everyone everyone is is, is busy and and, and right. still recovering from from recent um True. But the, the trauma of recent events, you know. Right, right. But uh, so the let's, we can put a call to action out there. So uh, communities across the country, whether you're in New England or Florida or Texas or California or, you know, some of the growing communities in Arizona, Hawaii. I mean, they're, they're kind of everywhere, right? 
if there is a group or, you know, maybe a group of organizations that want to come together and make this happen. And and I'm sure the local consulates, wherever you are, would be willing to support it. Uh, That could be definitely an option, you know, to bring out the crew. I would be right. We would love to do that. We also um, see a lot of young, aspiring artists and actors in our community. So Mm -hmm. two questions for you. One, if they are interested in getting in touch with you, maybe they want to become part of the team or how, you know, is there an opportunity? And then secondly, what would be your advice to young aspiring actors in our community? As far as, as, as connecting with us, just, just, just email, email us. We're, we're always happy to, to meet and, or, or either in person or, or via, via zoom or, or a phone call, just, you know, what introduce yourself. And I'm, we're, we're constantly meeting new people because of that and people that end up working with us because they reached out because there's no possible way of, of knowing everyone that's out there, you know, as far as advice, do you mean industry wise? Yeah, I think so. You know, you, you being an an immigrant actor yourself, how did you get started? And, you know, my, I think, because it's such a it's such a tough industry and, and you deal with so much re- rejection and you're 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 so you're like perpetually waiting for you know the, the next audition and, the big and, break or or yeah or you know whatever success means to you there's I I think that what brings more sorrow to actors is to like not have a, a life or something that really feeds their creative spirit. So my advice would be have something like we do a theater, something, a project that you really, really love and that will keep you, you know, keep your fire, your fires blazing as, as you're hoping to, you know, book a job because even, even if you're doing well, maybe out of a hundred auditions, you'll book one, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and apart from that, I, my advice is just act, just, just try to get your stuff out there and, and, and find a group of people that you love and you love working with and act, you know? Excellent. So where, where do you go from here with Saudad Theater? Or do you already have sort of the next project in mind? Yes. So at the moment, we are developing a piece called I Am The Dead Man. Which is the dead another, man? D E I. I am the dead man. Yeah. Dead man. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's an adaptation of. Do you know the author Mia Kut, Mozambican author? There's a, a it's an adaptation of his his um, novel Under the Frangipani. So we are right now. We're going to do a, a workshop. Philippe and Vanessa and our, our friend Stephen, who's also who's writing the show, who's been writing the piece with Philippe. They're going to the University of Florida, their alma mater, to, um, to to devise a workshop production with the students there. So that's sort of like the first stage of that project. Uh, we should probably be, we're looking to produce it sometime in New York, sometime later this year and or next year. And then we're, like I said, we're looking to bring El Comanchero to um, other theaters and, 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 and we'd love to bring it to Portugal. We would love to... Um, I bring it to other communities uh, in the United States or out of, you know, and wherever there's Canada, uh, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> you say that because the play, we started writing the play because we were invited to go do a piece in Toronto that then got, can- we, so we started writing the play for that. 
and then it got it got canceled. And it got canceled because of COVID. Oh, bummer. Well, maybe that can be revisited, uh, revived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, we're open to go anywhere, anywhere Great. we. And, you know, speaking of Miyakota, I'm remembering now one of the uh, East Coast universities, I want to say it was either UMass, Dartmouth or Lowell, I can't remember which, that did a, a webinar. It was either with him or about his works. So, yeah, that's where I initially uh, saw his um, name. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then next year we are planning on. Um, yeah. So we'll see if we can bring the common shows like festivals and, and, and we're also talking to other uh, playwrights and tr- just trying to see what, what, what lies ahead for us. That's great. So yeah. where can people find you? I know you have a website, but are you uh, social media? Where can people uh, connect yeah, on, with on Facebook, our email is, it's better to, you, to contact Vanessa. Vanessa is mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. org, And um, yeah, we're in New York. We're based in New York. We're in residency at the Crane Theater in the East Village. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find us at the moment. Excellent. Well, we will put all these links to the Facebook uh, page, website, email address. We'll put all of that in the show notes so people can easily click on them. And then, you know, definitely keep Palkus apprised of your events. And we, you're in our gateway database already, so people can find you there. Um, but yeah, we're, we're happy to promote any upcoming shows that you have and, uh, we wish you much luck. This sounds like an amazing show. I, I, I'm in California, so, you know, getting to New York isn't, isn't something that happens very often, but I do hope to have an opportunity to see one of your productions. It sounds wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your support. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody out there listening, uh, visit saudadtheater.org. Reach out and uh, if you're interested in having them bring the production to your community, or if you're interested in in getting involved somehow, I, I know they would love to hear from you. And if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't subscribed, please hit the subscribe button for the Palkus Podcast channel. Uh, and if you have other organizations uh, that you think would make a good guest for our show, please reach out to palkus at palkus.org. And with that, we'll say muito obrigado. Deja. Ciao, ciao. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tudo Português podcast production by Palcus, the only national organization representing the interests of the Portuguese American community. To learn more about Palcus, how to become a member, or to suggest a guest for our show, visit www.palcus.org or email us at palcus at palcus.org. <laughs>